Hello, hello. Everyone is back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey <laughs> and Erin and a special guest we have today. Big I'm deal. <laughs> big deal, everyone. Mark L. Wahlberg <laughs> is here today. Big deal. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, you guys. I missed you. It's so great to see both of you. Aw, we love it. We, it's like family. Like, I don't think people realize um, after going through this experience together how, like, we're so close with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not, well, you're I, just not just like a TV host to us. <laughs> well, I'm honored you say that because um, I often am asking myself, am I the toxically codependent one who, who then starts to stalk everybody who's been on the show and so uh no I, but I really I do feel very close to both of you and and I'm grateful to be on this podcast and I was saying before we recorded and you were setting you doing all the things uh <laughs> that I'm like like I feel like I'm so proud I'm like it's like I'm going to my own kids recital right now Aww. is what it feels like to me oh for us because like I feel like me and Aaron we were talking about it earlier and even before we were recording we're so used to like you interviewing us and it's very very weird being on the other side of things <laughs> well I'm uh I feel relieved actually that I don't have to do the question asking you get a but, chill uh, it's just girl it's girl talk time you know <laughs> girl talk with Mark <laughs> my favorite kind right we love it um, so for anyone that's listened to our episodes, we always start with our guests with an icebreaker. And one of the things me and, um, Aaron, we both put our little question thing up on Instagram to get ideas of what we wanted to ask Mark. Our icebreaker I saw for that you. This yeah. I saw that this morning. Theoretically, if he were going to come on the show. Right? I like that. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, so- we're like texting you like, okay, it's noon. Okay. Like it's all <laughs> yeah. going down. <laughs> so what's Love the icebreaker? It. The icebreaker is because I think over the years, you've definitely stepped up your game a little bit when it comes to your shoe collection. Yes. Tell, yes. <laughs> tell us about the infamous shoe collection. How did it start? How many pairs are there? I mean, people are really invested in this shoe collection. Yes. And like, so, did you get them just for this, like the show or like, do you wear them every day? We must know. I'm going to give you the story. First of all, I am a complete poser in the sneakerhead community. <laughs> maybe I have, maybe I have ten pair, okay. maybe twelve pair, and That's still if solid. the show gets if the show gets picked up, I'll buy more. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> I've been told I can't. I can't. But here's what: like I have friends who are big sneakerheads, and I was okay. in the show Sneakerheads on is on um, on uh, Netflix. Yeah, um, which because these guys I play basketball with created it. And I, it's a long story, but I thought it was like a student film. I just like, I'll help you guys out. Nobody will see it. And it turned out to be a gigantic Netflix worldwide <laughs> hit. And I'm playing Mark Wahlberg, which I would have never done, playing Mark Wahlberg, the actor. And, oh, and so I was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's a long, really funny story. It was like, I call it my Will Ferrell moment. It's And by the way, it would tie in totally into Manscaped. So we'll talk about it during the commercial for Manscaped. Yes. yes. That's part of it. It's just, it's really a day of, of absolute horrors for me. But nonetheless, <laughs> those guys are big sneaker heads. I kind of saw what was going on there. And then I play a lot of basketball. And one of the dudes I played basketball with said, hey, yo, he hit me up and he had like these three pair of shoes. He said, I got a guy. He's got a guy. Do you like any of these? And I was clueless. And I saw all three of them. Had I bought all three of them for 200 yeah. bucks a pair, 
Yeah. That's like $7,000 worth of shoes. But I had no yeah. idea. So I looked at them and went, I like the blue ones. <laughs> they're pretty. And I love this. They were, they're like Jordan off-whites that I got yeah. for 200 bucks, And they're worth like more than my car. So um, <laughs> so then I, I got... I got so into it. And so, you know, I bought the entry level, like your, your first hit of crack is like the all white, um, air force ones. Like that's the standard. Yeah. So I, yep. you know, so I got, I got those and then I started getting, then I'm like, I'm going on the road to do, um, prices right live. So I want to wear a suit with sneakers. So I started to get some other stuff and then every now and then I would be on the road and I'd stop by a sneaker store and pick up another pair. It, it, you know how it works. It just, but yeah. really it became clueless. a thing. I have, I have maybe two pairs. So then when they came to season four of Temptation Island, I thought of it like a hustle. Yeah, like, I love it. I said, but it didn't really work out so good. So I said to the executive <laughs> producer, wouldn't it be sick if I just wore sneakers? Like that was a thing. Suddenly was yes. my thing. Right? Because, you know, wouldn't that be cool? And then I'm thinking, because then they'll have to buy them for me. Yep. And then I get to keep You're them. You're so smart. Wow. <laughs> my wardrobe stylist. Not the one who comes with me, but the one who did the actual styling wasn't particularly yeah. a sneakerhead. So she bought some stuff, but none of them really were kind of like the shit. What you were getting, yeah. Yeah. But I got a few pair out of it. Maybe I got three or four pair. And then I brought my Hell own yeah. to wear. And people seem to comment. So if oh, they love it. Back, when they show literally... back, I'm going to say it's essential to the show. <laughs> it's not, not for me. It's essential to the it's show. It's part of your brand. Yeah. <laughs> For the show succeeding, it's my it's essential. No, for real, people love it. Like I see it all over Twitter. We got so many like DMs about it. Like people are definitely noticing the shoe game, like a hundred percent. So, what? can I tell you, like from a spiritual standpoint? Yes. When my feet are in sneakers, right, <laughs> and the sneakers are on the ground, I feel more grounded than wearing big boy shoes. Yeah, like, that's that's my. That's I love it every day. And why yeah. should I try to be something different on TV? And I literally yeah. feel like when I'm walking down to the bonfire and I've got sneakers on, I feel kind of like myself a little bit. I love and that actually. That's going to be my justification for more sneakers. It's so yeah. Funny. I would agree with that. I honestly feel like I am more confident and comfortable when I'm like dressed down. Like I love dressing up. I love wearing heels, but like, I was noticing this like recently when I go out and I'm in my heels and even though I look a certain way, like trying to dance and like navigating around the bar, it's a lot more difficult if I were like compared to if I were wearing a pair of Vans or something like that. Like, I just feel yeah. like your mood is different when you're able to like have more like freedom be or like dress, to be yourself. Exactly. Like I personally love dressing down. Not that your Jordans are you dressing down. No, no, are, but those are I, nice. I completely get it. Like when I was going, well, they, they are pretty badass. Uh, but, <laughs> but like when I go and do live events now um, that where I have to wear a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the exception of certain ones that are, older and more conservative and they mm -hmm. wouldn't get it. I, you know, I get to wear sneakers now. Yeah. And, that's uh, nice. And quite I love honestly, it. I, my own personal growth as a human is to be less concerned with how I appear in other people's eyes and be more concerned with what's organic for me, which I coach you guys on all the time, but, but so a lot true. of times what's coming out of my mouth, I'm not listening for myself. So, you know, I'm always trying to, from back when I was raised in South Carolina, wear what, I'm supposed to wear and, and do what I'm supposed to do. And um, 
then I woke up and I'm like this age and I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear what yes. I want to wear. And people kind of yes. don't care because they're too busy no. worried about what they're going to wear. Right? Yeah. They love so, it. Yeah. yeah. I love so. it. I also love that Mark just dropped an F-bomb on our podcast. Yes. The I'm sorry, one. guys. Here for yes. it. The first one. No, we we have sailor mouths. No, dude, I was actually worried about that, but I know like, yeah, I was stoked. I was like, yes, Mark's going to loosen up. I, We're all going to be ourselves. Uh, like this is a vibe. <laughs> yes. I, but those of you at home watching this know that I drop them at the bonfire every now and then. Yeah, you know, that this is just true. Just because it's true. real talk and then they kind of cut it. Yeah, so, cut them out. But anyone then, that knows you knows this is the real you. And I'm glad that yeah. everyone gets to see it or hear it. <laughs> I did a thing on uh, for Cody Co and Noel Miller, and uh, who are you know big podcasters and YouTubers. And uh, I did a little cameo bit with them. And uh, it ended with me dropping an F-bomb that was part of the script. <laughs> and people were commenting, like, I feel dirty when he says that. It just doesn't Oh, my right. gosh. I love it. Like, I think it's, it's great. Like when you hear your dad cuss for the first time. It's like, right? What? Everyone's TV oh. dad dropped an yeah. F-bomb. Um, well, there okay. you have it, The real truth. The real truth. The so ice let's- is broken. <laughs> let's- it is. The ice is officially broken. And we're going to dive in to TI stuff. So we have a lot of questions for you. We're going to try to like go in chronological order of Mm -hmm. shit hitting the fan. (laughs) So the most easiest thing, I actually think I know this story. Um, How did you get into TV hosting? Like how did this all come about? So um, let me me cut to the chase of it. Uh, I had been, you know, I left college after my first year and went to Northern Michigan for a summer to do like a musical theater camp. That's like if, if an episode of Glee, like, yeah, like pitch perfect is what I, I feel like I can relate to pitch perfect. <laughs> I and, love uh, it. and that meant that I missed my sophomore year. Of, Cause I, it ran over to the beginning of my sophomore year of college, moved to California, kind of was doing whatever. Uh, my wife who's my wife now, but was my fiance at the time. We got a job working on a cruise ship for six months. And okay. while we were on the cruise ship, we became friends with the DJ. After we got off the ship, what it, the question was, how did I? How did you TV? get into TV hosting? Right. Yeah. So like, how did this journey the start? Ship, um, the DJ from the ship was now working at Dick Clark Productions as a, uh, an assistant to a producer, hired oh, wow. me as a runner, as a PA. And I was, I'm like, I don't have a degree. I don't think I'm going to make it as an actor. I got to get a job. I'm already married. We are absolutely screwed. Um, <laughs> and so I said, I'll learn TV production. And while I was doing it, the long story short is that uh, we're doing some show and the warm up guy wasn't booked. The guy who entertains the studio audience and Dick Clark said, get, get me the funny kid from upstairs. And oh I kind of grabbed the mic and did my thing. And I'd never seen anybody do warm up, So I just started just to relate. Yeah. Uh, but I'd been on stage a lot. And then, um, so that I was pretty decent at. So people kept saying, you know, can you call in sick to do warm up? And I was making 50 bucks a day um, as an assistant, but they were paying me wow. hundreds of bucks, dollars to be a warm up yeah. guy. So I started doing that and then showed up to be a warm up guy for one gig. And they said, well, we can't afford a warm up guy, but we need an announcer. And I'm like, well, I can read. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I got that personality gig. and I can read. <laughs> Well, personality was yet to be discovered, but I knew I could sound out the words. Yeah. And so then, then I got this other show 
where I didn't get the show. I auditioned to host it, and they said no. And then they called me back and says, we're shooting the pilot for that show you didn't get. Would you come and do the warm-up for it? Wow. And I had just – Robbie was – we just had a baby, or she was still pregnant. I'm like, I'll take any gig, just, you know, whatever. And while I was there, they said, we don't have um, – we don't have the announcer hired uh, because the show I had been an announcer on was a kid's show. So this one was like, we need a real guy, not not you. And I'm like, okay, Aww. just 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 go ahead. Tell me I didn't get the show and I can't announce, but I'm doing warm-up for 40 people in the back. But I'm like, yeah. cool, whatever. And so I lay down a track that they're going to replace in post as the announcer. And wow. when they looked at the, the cut of the rough cut of the pilot, they said, get rid of the host, get rid of the prize model, keep the announcer. And that was me. And so then we went so to the cool. studio to do the actual series, and I'm just supposed to be the off-camera announcer. They realized they had fired the prize model, and somebody had to come on camera to hand up blindfold or something to the host. And I came out and did some shtick, and we had some chemistry, so I became sort of the on-camera sidekick. And that's sort wow. of where it started to go. And, but it's been a it's comedy so- of uh, it's so cool how like stories like that happen Uh like you literally like i i remember you telling me this story it wasn't as extensive but i remember you saying that you literally started as a pa and then just got like pulled into this it's crazy and i just think it's so cool these type of stories like your whole life changed that day and you didn't realize it it's sort of if i were ever to do something substantive like a ted talk or something it would be about that because yeah. I've been now, I've been consistently on TV, working on TV since um, 1991. That's so wild. Yeah. Right. And of all of the shows I've done, and there have been a lot of them, um, maybe two of them I got on an audition. Wow. All of them came through a way that not only wasn't likely, but was actually a recipe of how not to do things. Yeah. Which which is to say, what I say to everybody, there are more things in store for you than you can imagine. Like you can't Amen. plan or fantasize at the level of the way things happen. Yeah. Right? You you don't have the capacity as a human, you're limited by what you think you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? That you can't even fathom things going down the way that they go down that actually happen all the time in the universe's magical world. And that's so what I talk about now is I'm fucking old now. I can't, <laughs> I can't invest time. I need to access magic to make stuff happen. I can't put 20 years into something. I, need to I love, I love how right? you're talking about the universe is magic because I am like starting to really like, we're getting all spiritual. Me and Aaron, we go on tangents. I love that you're going on a tangent with us right now. It always goes back to that. I always end up doing that. So No, it's so true though, because right now I'm personally like really tapping into that. And I know Aaron Mm -hmm. is as well. I'm just like really living in the moment and just envisioning my like dream life and whatever like my gut tells me is correct and what to do. I follow my gut and I'm just making like I'm just making shit happen and I'm using the magic in the universe. I know that sounds crazy, but like it's so real. Now I'm going to give you another nugget that's going to make it really fun. <laughs> Follow your gut. Just go with it, right? Yeah. And when it looks like you failed. Keep going. That's also part of the good stuff. Yeah, it's so true. It's what redirecting if, you. It's everything that's, happens for a reason or like everything doesn't happen for a reason as well. Like you have to see the good in that too. 
Robbie you have says to accept when like things go wrong because that's redirecting you into where you're actually or meant to be. You just have to you just have to accept where things go. Exactly. And take away the judgment which is right or wrong. Yep. And what Robbie says to me all the time as I lay on the couch, she, she always jokes, she says, You guys see TVs, Mark Wahlberg, and he's awesome. <laughs> I've got the guy on the couch who's depressed. Oh right? she's the, the real you. Not the real me. And what yeah. she says very simply is that which happens to you happens yep. for you. Amen. And that may or may it may or may not be true, but you get to you get to choose it. You can yeah. say it one way or the other. You can either say I'm a victim and the world is conspiring against me, or you could just say thank you for everything and just see what happens. Yeah. I think I believe in that, what she said, whatever happens to you is for you a hundred percent. I think at the time, maybe it doesn't make sense in the moment, but in six months, a year, mm-hmm. two years, three years, you're going to look back and be like, that makes perfect sense. And now I yes. know why it happens. Yes. And when you get, when you, when you get into that, when shit goes down, that yeah. wasn't what you planned and you're unhappy. You almost laugh and go, Oh, you got jokes. All right. I'll wait and see how this turns out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of going. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that doesn't do you any good anyway. Right. No, you got, you got to be teammates with cool. the universe. Got to be yes. partners right. with the universe. Don't go My against girl. it. Manifest your dreams. My <laughs> girls. Okie doke, um, Aaron. Question number two. All righty. So like speaking um, of when you first started like hosting and stuff, how was the original Temptation Island different than like this current like the reboot, the reboot season. That's yes. That's a great question. So yeah. not a lot, actually. Oh wow. But from a format standpoint, from a format standpoint, not a lot has changed at all. And um with the exception of well, let me put it this way. Reality TV has now become an industry, and the people who do it, the professionals that you guys met, the producers and all that, it's now mm-hmm. an industry where people have learned an art of that. Yeah, when we were doing it. We were taking talk show producers and documentarians and putting them in producing roles and just saying, let's figure this out. But the shows were very similar. There was no prize. It was basically the same format, a lot of the same actual beats like date selection and vote offs. Uh, there were a little bit of con- uh, contrivances like blocks and and things like that that we've since gotten rid of. There were a little bit more formal date selections just because we thought we needed that stuff, and we've later learned that nobody gives yeah. a shit about that. But um, <laughs> but you know when I got the first one, um, like the bonfires, the original bonfires were uh, literally like these kerosene pots. Like burning black sooty smoke Stop. on the beach. I, can, I swear to God. And I, I can remember sitting there in Belize getting bit by mosquitoes. And while, while we're in the middle of a moment, like a crab walks across your sandaled foot, right? And wow. Like, what? And, um, but, and no earpiece, no, no guidance and everything. And so that's wild. We had cameras all around. And I said to the cameras, I'm like, just, you know, back then you had to change tapes and stuff, right? Um, this was right after the Civil War. Um, that's how long ago. And I, I would just say to them, just keep rolling. I got you. And when I see that you have to change tapes, I'll just change the subject for a minute so we don't lose anything. And then once I you click, this kinda... is so crazy. I can't believe that they had yeah. to change like footage like that. Wow. 
Oh, I, there's stories I could tell you that are insane. That takes like a lot first, of skill for you, like as the host. I was going to say, I feel like you're a man of many talents, Mark. Like <laughs> you, you got it all. Truly. I, do, you know, do you think I'm that a, like, which, um, like TI was more fun for you? Was it the original? Because it was like, you were just starting out like super exciting. Wasn't as and like- reality TV was super new then too. Like that was like the was early 2000s new. when reality TV was like a new thing and everyone was like oh, really into it. Yeah. And it, if you think about it, probably like, I mean, I'm sure the same amount of judgment, but like less public judgment back then as like we get now. No, there was no social media. Exactly. Yeah. Different so- ball game. Mm-hmm. So the experience was this. I, I auditioned for the show. This was an actual audition. I auditioned for this one. And I got a call back and I was like, what? And Because that never happens. And then the next thing I know, I always tell a joke that I get a call from my agent. And I, like, I'm like, I don't even recognize the number. That's how few times they called me. Oh and, uh, and they're like, I don't have an offer for you. I'm like, cool. That, that's great. Thanks for calling me to tell me I don't have <laughs> right. an offer. You just text me that. Says, right? I don't. I don't have an offer for you, but you need to go get shots for like typhoid fever, start taking malaria pills just in case they do offer. It'll be too late to start the medicine. I'm oh, like, this wow. Is so, this is so typical Hollywood that you're going to actually make me take a shot in the ass without giving me anything. Yeah, and <laughs> literally. So, and then I'm off to Belize and I have no idea like what it is. I, and I didn't bring Robbie and there are no cell phones and you, it's like, yeah. And so- so it was pretty, so that was exciting and really flying by the seat of our pants trying to figure it out. But you asked me which I love the most. Yeah. And season one of the new one. Yes. <laughs> goes to all of the spiritual things. That was it's a wild really, season. Well, it wasn't even the season. I mean, the season I adored you guys and it was, there was some organic yeah. stuff that happened that was great. But what was going on with me was really interesting, or I think it was interesting. So I've been on Antiques Roadshow for a bunch of years, mm-hmm. and I've been doing TV my whole life, and then Antiques Roadshow <laughs> decided they needed to go younger and they didn't want to have a host, so they we kind of parted ways. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. all good. Nothing it served its purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I'm hustling. I'm going out and I'm doing prices right. I'm doing corporates. I'm doing whatever I can just to keep things going. And I came back off the road um, from a two-week thing and immediately went into the cycle that I went into. I, who can I send an email to? I'll say it's about this. and Maybe that'll make them think of me for this show. I saw this show. I, I got to do this. What can I do? What can yeah. I do right, to become to make relevant it again on TV? And then I yeah. said, wait a minute. And this is where I kind of came up with, are we living in what we wish things were or are we accepting what is without yeah. any attachment? And so yeah. I was in my backyard and I'm like, wait a minute. I I keep sending emails out and keep making phone calls, but I haven't had a real new TV interest in what is now, I think like four years. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me just, let me just check into what actually is. And what actually is, is I don't work in TV anymore. <laughs> Holy shit. Because that's my whole identity. Yeah, so, that's tough. So I said, what if instead of chasing this thing and feeling like it quit me, what if I just quit? Like accept what it is and say, I don't work in TV yeah. anymore and hustle something else up. 
So I made a decision right then. I quit. I didn't send another email. I was done with TV. TV was done with me. And I felt better. And then I said, I'm only going to do things that lift me instead of bring me down. So I planted my garden. I famously talk about when I really didn't know what to do, I would sit in my chicken coop and and smoke a joint and watch the chickens eat. And that was like. I love it. I love Mark. Yes. No, no one. Everyone loves you. I feel honored that we get this Mark on our podcast right now. I knew there would be one podcast where I would just cancel myself and this would probably be it. This this is the right one. This is the right one. So within two weeks of me making this shift, just accepting what is, not only did I become lighter as a person. Oh, I'm sure. Then, then I read Temptation Island's coming back. And I laughed. <laughs> I said, wouldn't you know it? You know, I'm, you know, that show's 20 years ago. That show killed my career when it came out originally because when it came out, it was a huge hit. But then I was the guy who did that dirty show and was like, a yeah, thing, makes right? sense. Yeah. Yeah. And people didn't know what reality was. It was like, if you were on a reality show, as a contestant, you weren't going to work again in TV. Oh yeah, no, I re- I remember the opposite like, of what it is now. Right? Yeah, definitely. So, you couldn't ever do anything else. So I see it, and I'm like, well, that's weird. They're not going to hire me, you know. I quit, and then I get a call that they want to have a meeting with me, and I'm sure it's just to pick my brain, just like you asked, what's the difference between this show and that show? Yeah. And then about four or five weeks from the day I said I quit. Robbie and I are on a plane, first class to Hawaii, wow. and and I said to Robbie, I said, just like do whatever you're told, and don't look over your shoulder because they may discover we're not supposed to be here. So just look, <laughs> look cash this check and get the fuck out. Let's go. Yeah, oh my God. And, and uh, but it was what I really said was we were both at a place in our lives where we were so grateful. It's just like there was yeah. nothing, no attachment to it. There was no, I didn't have any aspiration. It was just no attachment. So I could just be who I have yeah. come to be. And it was just a beautiful thing. And then I, so I said, I, when I look at it now, I was like, how did I create manifest this to yeah. be that I get it's to, you to finally Hawaii. let go. Yeah. Right. right. I, I feel th- like it's this like- became my reality. Yeah. yeah. Go to Hawaii, get paid more money than I've ever been paid, bring my wife with me. And all they want me to do is wear sick clothes and sit on a box and talk to people about the stuff that Robbie and I talk around at our table all the time. Yeah. Sit on right? a box. Oh, right. Yeah. So, it's wild how that works though, where yeah. you get to a spot where you're just in panic mode and then you just give it up to the universe and then everything. That's what you, that's the trick, everyone. You got to give it up to the universe and let go of any attachment and then everything will flow to you. Well, panic and desperation and need and want will make it go will go away. It's yeah, I say it's like it the, it's, you know you got two magnets, right? Mm-hmm. Acceptance is this. Yep. And I want is when they turn that one away and it keeps pushing and it keeps going away. A right. yes, yes, preach. <laughs> I love it. Spirituality, we're here for it. So I have a fond, fond place in my heart for the new version, the reboot. Yeah. And because it's joyous for me to be at a point in my life a little older with some life experience and be around people who are at the top of their game, who are, who yeah. are giving me props. I'm giving them props. The love between the staff and the crew and me is just so good. It's like, solid. Yeah. Yeah. That we love that, but that makes sense because your whole life changed for during that reboot. 
I, um, yeah, I feel like the universe was like, mm, we're not done with you yet. You yeah. say you're done with us, but we're not yeah. done with we're you We're not yet. done with you. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, to be uh, doing this stuff and, and, and to have a community around it now of people that I adore and well, a conversation that's really real. Like you're good at what you do and that's great, but you're also like a really good person, which makes yeah. it so much better. Like genuinely, I feel uh, and everyone can see it. Like you're actually oh, yeah. a really, really good person. So like host aside, mm-hmm. I feel like good things happen to good people. I was just, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say good things and good karma happens to good, good people. A hundred percent. I am like, I'm like all of us in that I am both good and bad all the time. I'm both selfish and selfless all the time. And I'm trying to figure it out all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and you don't have to be like one or the other too. Like you said, like we all are all just of it. trying to figure and it out. I also say this yeah. and it's important to note anything that I say at a bonfire that you guys, the audience thinks is like really smart or really clear is usually something I need to hear. Wow. Although I'm well, talking to act- you, as the words come out of my mouth, I'm like, I'd forgotten that for myself. So it's really, yeah. that's that's the empathy is that anything that you're struggling with, I can relate to at some level of my life or currently yeah. that I'm struggling with. And that's where the words come from is really talking to myself, whether I listen or not to another story, you know, but, but I that- love that. Because I was gonna. That's one of the questions that we were gonna ask later on. So I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up already. Um. So sp- piggybacking off of that, one of the most on, overwhelming, one of the most overwhelming questions that we got, and honestly, it's one of my questions too that I've had since I met you on season one. Everyone wants to know if you have any sort of like psychological, like psychology training, therapy training, experience, background, like any experience at all, because the advice that you give and like the insight is just always like so on point and exactly what, um, what people need to hear. So I I have a stock answer for that, but I want to really reflect and give a deeper answer for you guys. The answer is from a, a traditional sense of training and academia, mm-hmm. I am 100% unqualified. <laughs> but I also don't want to be falsely modest and deny what I have learned. Yeah. I have taken over my life several self-expression workshops, uh, training weekends uh, of different styles, I live with a, a woman who's 38 years sober and has worked wow. in sobriety, which has a lot of spirituality. And while I would have liked to have told you in year one that it had nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with me. So I've been her student and she mine. So that, wow. that she's a reader of spirituality. And I, I roll my that. eyes at her. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can't hear this shit anymore. Just, just <laughs> stop. And then we laugh about it because then I go on TV and say what she told me and I had resistance to and then pretend I like it's my that. shit. Right? <laughs> and Rob, Robbie's in the control room like, what the fuck, man? That's my like, word. Right? We got to get Robbie out with you. Like the two yeah. of you. Oh, my God. I yeah. just feel like you make everyone feel so safe. And then you wrap, uh, you um, bring Robbie into the mix. And I feel like it's like game over. You'll have everyone just spewing how they feel. <laughs> 
the thing the thing about what's happening and I, I think that your generation and younger are really hungry for some guidance and yeah. some advice and some comfort and some understanding and some safety. Yeah, because totally. Your world is far our world today is feels far less safe than it was because we just see more of the world than we used to. Right? The shit was yeah. going down, but we didn't see it on Twitter all day. Right? Yeah. yeah. So true. It. So I'm grateful. But the truth is, as far as formal training goes, I can't say that I'm not, I don't have some training because I've gone through some extensive and very extreme coaching, uh, both as a coach and more as a student. I've gone through several workshops. I've I have either read or been dictated and force-fed really great spiritual stuff from the people yeah. around me, my brother-in-law, my wife, and others. I, and I have a, a mentor, um, one, one, one of many, but uh, Pat Finn, who was the host of that game show I told you about that I became the announcer on. Oh, wow. Very cool. We became best friends. And he's the one who created a shift for me by forcing me to do some stuff. But um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's an amalgam of my life experience. Yeah. And yeah. And I've always been a question asker and a seeker. And I always let people know that my advice is worth exactly what you paid for it, which is $0. So, you know, try it. <laughs> I tell people what was told to me. Yeah. Try it on I like love a jacket. That, you, try it's it like on. You've been if a it fits, student. wear it. If not, throw it away. Yeah. If it's not for you, then that's not, there's plenty of ways to skin it. There's plenty, yeah. We're all saying the same basic five principles about life, right? Acceptance, yeah. you know, don't be a victim, you know, basic stuff. Yeah. It's what, what metaphor, what analogy, what person said it that you can hear it. And I don't care where you hear it as long as you hear it and it makes you find some strength and some power, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, for as real. I'm struggling to find every day because it's fluid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. That, up and down. That's is, so true. Life is, trick fluid. is to make the highs a little lower and the lows a little higher and just kind of ride a much calmer way. Find right? a middle yeah. ground. Yes. <laughs> One a day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um. When it comes to bonfires, like, do you yeah. have any say in what clips are shown? If it were up to me, <laughs> that's why I'd be a terrible <laughs> producer because I would never show anything that would hurt you. <laughs> I can't deal with it. I was like, oh, it's going to be okay. Uh, no. And I do my best to not see them. I, I don't watch a full clip ever. That's what I was going to uh, ask. Sometimes they give me a heads up of what's coming. Okay. Uh, like if it's really bad. Yeah. Well, it's not like, hey, we're going to put a really sweet, a lovely clip in. They don't ever tell me that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> like heads up. Someone's going right. to cry tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to um, be Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> true, Aaron. Oh, my That's God. Not, you are not so weepy, Aaron. You are not so weepy. You're very strong. Um, uh, I'm going <laughs> an, to. an incredible affection for you. Casey, you know but I, I have an incredible affection for you, Aaron. Oh uh, God, Mark. <laughs> Mark. I not to cry. Thank you so much. I, what a compliment. I see, you, I see you as a champion and, a, and someone seeking to be better. And I think yeah. that's really remarkable. To the bonfires. Thank you. I'm Thank not, you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, and Casey, you know how I feel about you. I thought oh, yeah, you were crazy no. when I met you. I yeah, was no. on the not Casey side. You, I know. I mean, I always loved we've, you, but I didn't get you. No, we've come a long way. We, but we can you've talk come about a that. long way. You've Aww. come a long way. 
Thank you. And, I appreciate and I, that. I hold you in very high esteem as well. Very, very high esteem. Especially Thank you. watching you kill this game. But anyway, back Aww. to the book. Um, and then we're all going to weep. Um, I don't see the clips. Sometimes they give me a heads up of what might be in them. But I really think it's important for me to meet the people where they are. And yeah. It gets to the point now with uh, Trafari, my executive producer, that we don't even really talk about it in depth like we used to. Okay. We kind of go, you kind of vibe where we're at and let's see what happens. And and yeah. I feel like for me, that's one, it's a hustle because I never did homework. I wasn't good at it. That's why I got in this business. Or I'm, I'd have been a lawyer if I knew how to do homework yeah. or I'd have actually been a therapist. I don't know. But so I kind of don't want to have to do any work. And- I think there's something to be said for being in that moment. And if yeah. I don't know what the clip is or what it means to you, I can say to you, what did you see and really mean that instead of having an already formulated opinion of where I want to drive the bus and I don't have any roadmap at yeah. all. So the bus goes where you guys go and I, I'll either, you know, it's definitely more organic. And I did notice this season, there were a few different like bonfire moments where your expression, I could tell it was organic. Like you were like, surprised. So just to be very clear, the process now of the bonfire is I'll meet with the executive producer. We'll talk about where we feel people are like in their uh -huh. journey. I hate to use journey, but you know what I mean? And yeah. then, then I go into the bonfire and it, as you guys know, you guys may not know, but I don't have any cards. There's no, there's no notes, yeah. right? I do have an yeah. earpiece. I do have an earpiece in case there's something that they see that I miss and they might say, ask them how they feel or something. But that, that really is more about in between. They can talk to me when we're not taping to say, okay, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that. And yeah. so it's really very free form. And, and what I try to create, what we try to create, because it really is a we, is a conversation. And that's why I always say, what did you see? Because I'll watch a clip and it's not what you guys see because I'm not emotionally invested at that level. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the clips to me. It's not about factual information. It's about what it's, what does it evoke with you emotionally? If it were what you think it was, what does that make you feel? And if it makes you feel something, that's an answer. Yeah. yeah. Or if it doesn't make you feel something, that's also an answer. Yeah. So that's the bonfire. Yeah. Woo. Also, well, my box that I sit on is really uncomfortable. <laughs> my box. Like a, a nice chair or like, I don't know, like a beanbag chair. Well, at least at least this season I don't have to get up to click the thing. <laughs> you know yeah, that's true. I was going to say that this, people didn't ask that this like during um, these questions that we put out, but I've gotten this question in the past. You know how it's on like a little iPad? People are wondering why there's not like a bigger TV situation. I said this because season, it wouldn't. It wouldn't fit with like the whole like bonfire aesthetic if there's like a giant flat screen TV in the jungle. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this year it became a little bit of a between the two. Okay. Uh, so it's not like a, a tiny little, little iPad, but like not no. a TV. I mean, you know, the original back in the day uh huh, was a, they called them a clamshell. It was like a DVD player. Kind of. <laughs> Dead. And they held That's it and they had to plug in and put headphones on. And the question was, do you want to watch it on your own or do you want to take it off? And, um, and which we did with you, I think. Is I was going to say, I think I ruined that for everyone in the future because it's because never been done again. You've never, never been given an option. option. You hustled huh? it. You I did. 
I was yeah. like, yo, like if you're going to give me these rules, like I'm going no. to follow the rules. Like I can close my eyes. I can do it by myself. Like I'm too smart wow. for this shit. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Props. Oh, good times. Yeah. yeah the, good I time. remember you were there, Mark, obviously. The, I remember production was shook. They didn't know what to do. We paused for like 45 minutes while they were right. trying to figure out what to do. Because they're like, how is she not going to watch this clip right oh now? Oh, my God. It was I a whole thing, imagine. Aaron. Yeah. It was like people were like, what do you mean she's not going to watch it? Like it was yeah, really I a was, thing. And I was teed up and ready to go with you. I know. Me and oh, Mark I'm, got into it. <laughs> I would have said, if you don't want to watch it or see it, don't have to. But let's talk about what that's about. Yeah. Like, what, what do you, what's going to be gained for you by seeing nothing? I like, know. What delusion are you going to keep going with if you yep. don't take a look? I but, know, dude. Crazy times, man! I can't wait till we recap our my season. I know that's, we're yeah. gonna start that in a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, and I had to, we had to hug it out a few times. <laughs> no, like, literally, people don't know. I, the next day, you came up. And, yeah, I know, and we were both like emotional and like hugged it out. Yeah, but now I feel like looking back, now that you know the extent of what was happening with me, and now I'm fully aware of what's happening with me, it kind of makes sense why we were butting heads because I was still in denial what was going on with me, and you had no clue. Yeah, and it it was confusing. Yeah, and it was super confusing. Yeah, and uh, and that's what I get most concerned about is that you know I meet people when people don't realize that. I don't get a lot of background on the on you guys. Yeah. That literally I meet you on the beach when you get off that damn catamaran and then we start from there. So <laughs> the catamaran. <laughs> this is so true though, for real. Yeah, so that, that you don't think people of it like that. People don't realize, I mean, certainly you guys get very much produced as far as your sound bites and what goes on yeah. in the house, but as far as the bonfires go, it's not as produced as people no. think it is. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. That's I would say that's the most, um, the least produced is the bonfires. That's pretty raw. Um, all right, what's next? What you got? So, out of all the seasons, which one is your favorite and why? And can you like compare the differences? And there's no hard feelings <laughs> here, okay? Like at at all. Me and Aaron, we keep it very real. So, if you don't have a favorite, that's cool. If you do, we, people were just genuinely curious because you've done it four times I, now for the reboot. I gotta tell so. You. I'm. It's a hard one to say to pick a favorite because I, I I'll say what I like about season one was so emotionally wonderful because it was like you know I felt so grateful to be doing yeah. it again. It was exciting and fun. Um, uh, and season two I really liked because uh, it was spicy and went off the rails like right away. And, and I was starting to find a little bit of a groove. Although at the beginning of that, there was some, like I had a little headbutt with the producer and we had to try to find what my voice was going to be. And they were like, what's your problem? I need you to, they were like coming to me saying, you know, I need you to give hundred percent. You seem distracted. I'm like, hold on. I'm not distracted at all. I'm trying to do what you told me to do, which is just be a host and not be a producer. And yeah. so we kind of had to do that. And I think I lost it at one point and said, look, man, you're going to step to me like this. Then I'm going to do me and you're going to have to edit it. And you're not going to be in my ear telling me where are you going with this? You have to figure that out later. I'm either going to yeah. do me or I'm going to do you, but I can't do both. Yeah. And that was cool. And then uh, season three, which is you, yeah. um, Aaron, right? I, yep. I really loved that cast. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, um, started to find a groove. 
I love that we had so many people that I'd worked with because to me, it's a lot about the staff and crew that I'm with. Yeah, you're close back. to them. And so we we're starting to get something going. I started to believe that this might have some legs. And this last season um, was challenging on a lot of levels, um, but but joyful as well. So it's really hard. I, I guess if I had to pick a favorite, it would simply by virtue of the fact that it was so out of the left field that after 20 years coming back, that season one was exciting and new, and therefore that would probably be my favorite. But Wow. Really- How dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just think that the, the thing with season one, two, <laughs> it was like, I just feel like everyone, like even you, Mark, you hadn't done it in 20 years. All of the cast, like none of us really knew what we like got ourselves into. Like you knew the format, obviously, but I just feel like the cast, like all the singles, all the couples, it was just very like genuine. Like we really were just like, what are we doing? What's going to happen? We didn't know what to expect. And And it's just different because of that. Right. And for me, and this is why I think I have some affection there. Besides that, my own experience, like in my own ego world, is that I had been – I've been working this whole time. It was not like I wasn't working, but I hadn't been doing the reality shows like that in a long time. So the people who were doing the reality shows, so who the cast – I mean the staff and the crew that were doing Temptation Island the first season that we had with you guys, um, they were at the top of their game. Like they, these were the pros that do these shows. Back yeah. for, uh, are you the one X on the yeah. beach, all those shows. Right. And I was a guy, they didn't even really know. And all they could do was look at like some YouTube clips of season two of the old version. And so I came on and what was really fascinating and fun for me was that there was a, there was an expectation of what talent, what the host is supposed to be on these shows. That wasn't what I am. Yeah. Like it was a lot more separate, like, I'm in my trailer and I hit my marks and I go home and I'm famous for something else. So I got all sorts of drama. Hold on. There's a fly. Like, (laughs) Um, Um, and so, um, so there was an expectation of me being like some tool. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of got a kick out of watching people watch me do my thing and going, the fuck is he doing? Like, you know, and I, I like that. So, and then we grew yeah. based on that. I had such respect for what they were doing. They seemed to have respect for what I was doing that that family yeah. thing, each season get tighter and tighter. Yeah. So that was a lot of the reason why season one was fun for me. It was like, yeah, I, I was doing stuff. They're like, what, 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 what do you mean? And I'm like, well, that's how we used to do it. Like, that's how we do Aww. it. I don't need all that shit. I don't need any of that. Just rotate and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. They like trust, <laughs> so, they like trusted you. Yeah. And like you knew allowed what you, you were to doing. do your own thing. They didn't yeah, dim your, I, they didn't dim your sparkle, Mark. <laughs> and on the other side, thank you. And uh and on the other side, it was incredible to have a production that knew how to do all the things. So all so I true. had to do was that. Whereas before I would be like on a vote off because the director and stuff it was all new. I would be like moving people around while I'm doing it and kind of stage managing the show while I was hosting. So here I was doing, I had a, I had an AD, like yeah. an associate director on like setting up the me. shot. I had, yeah. I had, I had a dressing room that was luxury for me. I used to change like in the back of a, like a cabana, you know? Oh, <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess like pinballing off that question this is another kind of tricky one. And no hard feelings. Has, yeah, no hard feelings. Um, 
Who has been your favorite couple, if you have one? Out of all four seasons. Good try. Good try, you two. <laughs> you're not, you can't, uh, you're not going to answer. Dang it. <laughs> no, dog. And I'll tell you, I, and it's not me trying to be like ple- people pleasing. Let me just be straight yeah. with you, okay? Yeah. We, that's um, what we do on this pod. For, for real. Here's what's up for me. I meet the four couples when they get off the boat. And I say the same thing to all four casts every season. I say, I'm here as an advocate for you to get out of this, whatever you thought you'd want to get out of this. Yeah. And my hope is that at the end of this, all eight of you have gotten something. And then I make a point to say all eight of you, not all four couples. Yeah. I have no investment in you as a couple. Right. No Facts. investment. I have investment in you as a person. Right. And I'm a, I have investment for something healthy. Right. And so yeah. I can't say I have a favorite couple. I, I'm rooting for everyone all the Individually, time. yeah. Right. Even the ones that you would think are the evil ones, even ones who won't talk to me now. Right? Even <laughs> yeah. ones who are like, this guy's full of shit. There are a couple of them out there. Yeah. Um, I got nothing but love. Truly. Truly. Yeah. Because it is a an extreme experience that if you knew what you were getting into, you would probably think twice about having done it. So I know that the people are showing up and doing it not as informed as they think they are. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I hold I hold that in high regard that is it can be dangerous in the wrong hands. And so I have an affection for everybody on that show, regardless of where they are emotionally, as far as emotional intelligence goes. So yeah. even, the, the only thing that I don't have time for is bullshit. Like if I think you're manipulating or trying to pull one over on me. Yeah. Then I, that's when I call it out. But yeah. as far as picking a favorite couple, it would be very impo- impossible for me to do because I have such affection for all of you. I mean, a deep affection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I feel like you- and I'm going to just go here. Even Evan, who I know <laughs> all the stories, yeah. but I still, you know, follow him on Instagram and there have been interchanges that we have. And I got love for this kid because mm-hmm. we're all on a journey and even even I feel like he needs that- he needs people that care about him though. So like honestly, like listen, I'm hundred. I think it's good. To live. No, I think it's good that you care about him because I think he needs people, good people, to care about him. So no, well, I think that that shows a lot about you. About well, listen, yes. yeah, but him in particular, yeah. I, he he. Needs, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really want to go there, go there, but just yeah. to say that, just to say that, I don't pick sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you've you know, never had. You're very neutral. I try not to. Well, yeah, I'm, you're I very, very little, neutral. I lean a little heavier towards the women just because I'm a dad. I'm a girl dad. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes I, sense, a little, though. A yeah. Bit. Well, Mark, but, we'll and, just we'll just chalk it up to Casey and I are your favorite couple. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know what? Oh, okay. Yes. Right. We're here yeah. for that. I'm here for that. I'm here for I that. I love it. Love yeah, okay. that's one thing though that I've always respected about you is it's very clear that you're not invested in the couples, you're invested in us as individual human beings and like our own separate growth away mm-hmm. from our significant other. So that's always it's been just, clear and you've always been neutral and respectful to all parties. It's not a game. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's There's real no life. Winning. In other words, if you decide to stay together and you make it through the gauntlet of whatever, you don't get a participation trophy. It's not, and it's not over. 
Even though yeah. we yeah. stop taping you, your relationships don't stop. Yeah, right? yeah no. It's, it's real, so, real life. Taken back think, off the island. And, and I think that uh, often I take it more seriously, not more seriously, but deeper than all of you guys do. And my daughter, who's just, she's the best. Um, she's, she turns 27 this month, actually. So, oh, wow. um, so, you know, you guys would all be pals, I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. So, like, the first, we didn't do a reunion show with your cast, Case. Uh-uh. But then we did do it after that. And I had never even seen a reunion of any other show, like Real Housewives or anything. So I, I went into it like, this is just a nightmare. It's like every, this is like my worst nightmare. Everybody's oh, yeah. upset and yeah. everybody wants to fight. Yeah. And they're screaming and saying things to each other. And I just want everybody <laughs> to be okay. And meanwhile, in my ear, they're like saying, let it go, let it go. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I left the first one of those reunions and I went home and Robbie was out of town. So I was like empty house, which is not great for me. So I was on my way home and uh, Goldie hit me up and said, how did you think it went? And I'm like, I failed. This is unerrable. I couldn't Aww. handle it. They were all over Aww. the place. And I can't say in all of my years, I've never failed on camera, but I completely screwed the pooch on this. And they're all just a wreck and it's terrible and they're emotional and it's sad. And, and she said, hold on a second. And then she sent me a picture that somebody posted on Instagram where all of them were at the club together. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's when I realized that I probably take things a little deeper than I should sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. And I feel like all these like type of personalities that get cast to be on a reality show, you got to remember, like we all have big personalities and that's why we got put on the show. So in the moment it gets heated and crazy, but then it's like, Mm-hmm. It's all fine when we like go out there's, later. Yeah. There's a generational thing about this that I want to give you props for. That because your generation has been sharing intimately details about your personal life as as a culture. Yeah. Right? That's a thing. You guys process often quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You don't hold on to stuff because you get dinged a little bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You get a little uh somebody comments on your shit and it kind of hurts a little bit but you you kind of get get over things quicker way a healthier perspective you and yeah where it's not the same it's a little more dramatic for people maybe my age or 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 that predate social media so there are things about uh gen x and millennials that i learn from every day yeah that makes sense i've never thought of that well there's the other thing about you guys that i love is that i mean there's one aspect, which is that you guys have elevated basic and bougie to a level I can't believe. <laughs> but, but but you also kind of wear that, and that's cool. So, all right, that's the, that'd be – that's great. But what I really love is that you've had to deal with all the stuff that we didn't. So you had to deal with racism, genderism, uh, inclusivity. Yeah. There are gay people amongst you, uh, yeah. you know, bullying, slut shaming, all of yeah. these things, right? It's a crazy you had time. To kind of, but you had to get around that. So now yeah. I feel like there's one filter. Like there's only one thing. You're either full of shit or you're real. Yeah, facts. And, that, and I see it in your culture because like instead of going to a car dealership to buy a car, you don't want the bullshit of the middleman. So you go to Carvana, right? Yeah. yeah. Instead of going to – 
your father's insurance broker to get your life insurance, you go to Lemonade on an app and go, fuck that. I can do this right here. I don't need this to do right. that. I can do my own podcast. I don't need NBC. I can do yeah. my own thing. And it's really yeah. empowering. And I'm your student in that area. Wow. Because I Aww. think it's really evolved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Nova agrees with me. Yes. Nova, she's been quiet this whole time. Oh, no. um, I finally said something she agrees with. Right. <laughs> okay, so this is this is just like something that people were curious about because obviously you see like different couples, they get involved with singles and they build connections. Were there any potential connections in any seasons that you wish would have happened or you felt were like missed opportunities that didn't go down? Well, no, I mean, again... I feel like being detached from the outcome is the healthiest place for me to be. Yeah. But there were couples that just like from a fangirl concept mm -hmm. that I thought were adorable. Like I thought Ashley and, um, um, Blake, Blake. Uh, or Ashley and Ben, Blake. Ashley and Ben were adorbs. Yeah. I so they were adorbs. <laughs> uh, uh, this season, you know, uh, I thought that, uh, uh, you know, Jillian and um, Tommy were adorbs. Tommy were cute. And uh -huh. I thought Ashley, I, I thought George was a great guy. I think there were, I think there were individuals that I thought were great people that I wish they found love. Not necessarily that, that yeah. was the couple, but I feel like, the, and what I really love is that a lot of the people that I adore have found love with other singles on the show from different seasons or whatever. Yeah. Right? I and love that too. Me too. And friendships. Like, I see that uh, Brianna, who was a single on season four, and didn't get a lot of play, actually. And by the way, stunningly beautiful. Not, oh, yeah, she to, is. She's gorgeous. Not to just objectify physically, but she really is just... Yeah, no, really. she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. But apparently she and Ash, from Hanya are, and Ash, yeah. are pals. Like, really, really I've, pals now. Oh, I've good. seen that on... Um, they, they, like, hang out in Vegas together. All the time. And... I, I messaged Brie. I'm like, I love this for you guys. She's like, it's, I never thought I'd find my best friend here. And I, I say it all the time that there are all sorts of relationships that are formed. Yeah. And the ones that are healthy and, and come out of this, then I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. Aw, love it. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Um, so I'm curious, actually, like this is like a two questions, basically. Who By the way, this is my Aaron... This is my Aaron impression. I know. I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> Me too. She does. I do the same thing. Everybody does. I'm telling you, when I lived in San Diego for three years, people would come up to me and be like, I just know you're not from here. Like, you're from the East Coast. You have to be from Jersey. And then when I would open my mouth, they'd be like, yeah, you're from Jersey. I can't not, like, talk with my hands. But, Mark, I will never forget. You told me, I believe, you were like – you're not like aggressive. You're just very passionate with how you talk. And I'm like, yes, I am. I like always, I'm like, I don't know. Me it too. The, I'm too much for people thing. a lot. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> um, but so who has had the most surprising journey and we could do like season four and then like all seasons, would you say? Um, Loaded question. Erica on season three. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was pretty wild. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Better if you tell me what you think and I tell you what I think. Because I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think for Kate, me, I thought Kate me? was a good one. Remember for Kate? For me, it's Luke. Uh -huh. Yeah, I remember Kate. 
that was that was tough to watch too. She had a tough time. I would say for me, the most surprising journey is Luke for me. Yeah, I, hands down. I, I love Luke, and I uh, yeah. would like to spend more time with him. Yeah, I and, love him. And because a lot of the issues that came up, or at least were. I saw them coming up with Iris and Luke had to do with third parties that weren't part of that. Like that were family and stuff. Yeah. It, it didn't make it in the show because it shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, totally. I assume, I assume that's why, but um, I had a lot of affection for Luke one, because whether he was good at it or not, he wanted to learn something. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know he, what I mean? Yeah. He definitely like he, did. He you wanted to, to make a change. Yeah. And, um, and I, look, I feel that way about, you know who else I really love that about? Who? Uh, oh, Julian and Kristen from C. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. yeah. They were good. Gr- they're great. When Julian came off the boat, I, uh, was mildly triggered, um, because he represents everything that I probably was scared of as a kid. Right. Big long yeah. hair tattoos. Oh, yeah. no. I'm yep. like I I feel worthless. Um, and he Aww. proved to be he proved to be a hungry mm-hmm. spiritual guy who yeah. wanted wanted the love of me and others. Like he yeah. wanted the hug. Yes. And and so I really look and and Kristen too. They yeah. had some dark stuff in their past that they just had chosen not to to handle mm-hmm. yeah. and that they were willing to do. You know, when I kind of probed them a little bit and talked a little bit about it, they were willing to go to a very scary, dark place and hopefully they're better for it. It looks like it. I just talked to them recently. Yeah. And, yeah. Listen, I have their wedding in July. I am so hyped. I cannot wait. <laughs> You're going? Yeah. Okay, I'm, still, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get. I talked to them just the other day. I'm really trying to to work it out to go. I don't know. If yeah. It's going to be. Oh my gosh, you have to go. Meanwhile, I watch the USFL every week because I'm so proud of doing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he's killing it. So is Kristen too. Like they're both just like they're wonderful people. I was I was with Kristen probably like a month ago in New York, and we what? had a blast. Like she's amazing. I, I love that too, by the way. I, nothing brings me more pleasure, and, and Robbie and I talk about it too. Is like when I see you guys having a life with one another as friends and stuff outside of mm-hmm. uh, the show, then then it makes me feel better about the stuff that happens on the show that seems manipulative and a little bit painful. And yeah, so I love that. You know, as young adults growing up, you can process it in a way that they take away that's good stuff and not stress about yeah that. yeah like regardless of what happens like with your relationship you're still getting something out of the experience whether it be like new friendships or like clarity like it's you know what i mean yeah i do i do <laughs> yeah I totally do. <laughs> um okay oh wait i think you're up case yep what is the most rewarding part of the show and what is the most difficult well the most difficult I'll handle first is that who I am as a person being raised in the South and people pleasing with my own insecurities. I don't like confrontation too much. Yeah. It was difficult for me is, and yet when it's happening, I'm, I'm totally okay. 
like when it when it were in it. But I, if it were up to me, we would all just hang out at the beach and it would all be good. And um, <laughs> so, what's difficult for me is to see anything that could be pain for any of you, even Aww. when I know it informs you. So that's difficult. Well, it's also difficult for me. And Robbie could Robbie just walked in the door. Hi, babe. Um, is that like I'll do the bonfires and I'll walk out of the bonfire not remembering one word we've said in the bonfire because to me, minute with you, we're in it. And then we go back to our room and you know, Robbie is so supportive and she's in the control room watching all the bonfires and then she'll go to bed and then I'm up till three in the morning going, Oh, I can't believe I said that. What did I do here? I hope they're okay. And I want to call. All of you and say, Are you cool? Um, so that part I don't love. Um, what do I love the most about it? It chokes me up when one of you says or does something that looks like you have found a nugget of growth. That's feeling good to you. Like when yeah. I see you guys, somehow become empowered not from what i said but in general like something happens and you stand for yourself where i we have a conversation and i see a light go off or something yeah i, I get choked up talking about it right now oh you're the that's best the juicy stuff yeah. i love that stuff yeah that's where i that's, really that's the best right. yeah it's you're just so it's just, empathetic it's not a job for me <laughs> It's just not a job. Yeah, you're just like very empathetic. And like I feel like we need more uh, empathetic people out there. Well, you know, I like to break down that that phrase. You guys Uh really – no, I I really have thought about it because of – when I say you guys, I mean generation. All of us. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, they didn't say empath. It wasn't Mm – you weren't an empath. You were just codependent. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But – I've since looked at what is it to be an empath and what does that really mean for me? Mm -hmm. And I think that it was born out of a survival instinct for me that I've spoken about a little bit here, that if I have a keener sense of listening and a heightened sense of paying attention, I can suss out where danger is for me in any situation. Wow. Yeah. I've gotten older and more secure that same listening informs me when I'm not wrapped up in my own ego and self-obsession and fear, mm-hmm. I can use the same listening to listen deeply to your fear or, you know, we're, we're presenting as one thing, but there's a thing behind it. And it's, it's really quite easy to access. You just got to want to listen to it. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's how I feel about the empath thing. Yeah, no, yeah. but that's true because that's what, um, like they say that you become an empath when you've been in situations where you've kind of had to like be in a fight or flight situation. And then you're able to pick up on people's emotions because of that. So that's pretty much what it is. I I used to say years ago, um, I wish that I could get angry. Yeah. Meaning I would see people just rage at somebody else and just let it rip. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was, I had trouble ever doing that because it was so easy for me, even when I was in conflict with somebody else to be able to see what, what their point of view was that yeah. I still could be, I still, I couldn't fully just go, fuck you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to yeah. say, I'm angry, you see but the good. I kind of see yeah. your point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see the good in everyone. 
Yes. I feel like for me, I was like the opposite for a while. Like I was always like kind of on the attack, like very vocal with how I felt. And I've since learned to be more like sensitive, emotional, empathetic, like listen more. You know what I mean? I yeah. do know what you mean specifically. Mark, you know what I mean specifically. I totally do. Aw. Because what happens is I feel, huh. I'm theorizing, is mm-hmm. that life, things happen to us and people do things and we become, as children, we process that um, as our fault and it's scary. And so we develop all sorts of skills to protect us yep. from that or to mm-hmm. be what our child says is the better version of us that we thought this meant. So in other yeah. words, I used one of the things for me. My dog died when I was eight. I took that to be that I must have done something to kill the dog, but I mm. didn't. And so I became this because of that. So the, yeah. it, it's real basic stuff that you learn in all the workshops that I've done. But but so it, it manifests as, like for you maybe, Aaron, is that those people who hurt you before – you have fight or flight. You could either be this frail little dis- – people disappear, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be invisible. Or you're like, you're not doing this shit to me. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> let's just get clear right now that yeah. you're not fucking punching me, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The yes. next level of that strength that you're in now mm-hmm. is I'm still that strong strong enough to not be afraid that you're going to hurt me and I can let you all the way in. Yeah. Right. I don't need to go. All right. You want some of this? (laughs) Right. You get this close and then boom. Now you can say, I'm even stronger than that. Come all the way in. Yeah. I got, I got, come on. You you can't, you can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I've learned what that is. And that's what I'm, that's my experience of you today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly right. (laughs) Aaron, so oh, cute. Just I'm growing. Just, I'm just growing, guys. Just growing and growing. The TV just, I think Robbie just turned the TV on behind us. Oh. <laughs> Find me. It's a podcast. It's, it's yeah, we're good. are living their life. It's we're Saturday good. and living. <laughs> it's all good, babe. All good. Oh. Just don't okay, put then. like porn on or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> that. that would be awkward. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, good times. Um, Erin, I think this one's you. All righty. Um, are there any couples that you wish turned out differently? Like stayed together, didn't any outcomes that you just wish turned out differently? I feel like we're really putting you on the spot, Mark. Sorry, but like No, no, I, I my head doesn't people. work like that, so I don't think of it about it like that. You got so Robbie, many questions. Are there any couples that we wish had turned out differently? That we'd hope for a different outcome? Get back to me if you come up with something. I love that he can ask her yeah. right now. I I I don't know. I mean I feel like everyone ended kinda, up the way that they should have ended. Well, I think it always ends up the way it should. Yeah. 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 I'll be I'll be honest with you. I have a lot of love for Corey. I, I feel like I just feel like I knew you, I I feel like I heard Robbie say Corey. I just knew Corey was gonna but I'm done. Let me it's not that I was invested in you two being together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And nor did I really see as this went on that that was going to 
be a forever thing with you two. Mm-hmm. But but what I was hoping Corey could gain, and I think he has. I just so I just texted with him or, or DM'd with him just the other day. Not about you, just just checking in in general. Uh, oh. But I wanted him to. Well, I had hoped for him to discover a power within him that he actually has that he's just not tapping into. That his selflessness is actually not as authentic as it feels to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And I wanted him to grow into a little bit more of a selfish and those are the wrong words to use. So uh, I had hopes for him. Let's just say I had hopes for him. And that doesn't mean that he disappointed me. He didn't disappoint me. And he's doing what he's doing and living as he's living. And, and it, there's no timeline to your growth. It happens as it happens. But, but I, at, at one point, I thought if he were to have stepped up and, and been for himself, that there would have been more possibility for the two of you if there was to be a possibility. Yeah. And a, as you've said, you know, the outcomes are the way they go. And yeah. none of them are wrong. And they're usually, as time goes on, you, you can see it's right. It's yeah. exactly the way it should be. Yeah. I, I would agree um, with that. But yeah. I'll quote you when I say, I love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> that actually really was a good impression of you. I love that. It really sounded like Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that was that, you. That was me doing you. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed it immediately that she says that all I the time. The kid. I love yeah. the kid. I love the kid. I love the kid. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, out of all it. out of all of the seasons, what was your absolute hardest moment as a host and your most rewarding moment as a host? I think the moment with Kristen when I went over and sat with her and she yeah. started to get into her brother and I can't even imagine. Herself, that was that was deep. Yeah. That that might have been the moment that I remember the most. Although Robbie Aww. would say that there were moments this season that didn't even make it in that she felt were. Were. Oh, uh, I think also, um, I think the closest I got to being angry was with Kendall. Although I'm cool. Yeah. We're cool. I, I figured. I, yeah. I threw a little tantrum backstage. You know, when I, this is one, I didn't see the clip, but I'd heard that he had, a threesome, right? Right. Yeah. Which I don't have any problem with. You do you, do you? I have no attachment yeah. to what you, what your sexual appetite and how you want to do that. It's yeah. Not for me to choose. Right. I I got a little, and and quite honestly, I'm sure my ego jumped in here a little bit, but I got a little pissed when I thought he's hustling. He yeah. just came here to to bang and has no interest in anything. It's a clout thing. This is not real. And that's yeah. where I got like, and a language I said that the producer said, I don't think we're kind of going to go that far. Was <laughs> like, I, I think the phrase was, I'm not a motherfucking pimp. I said at some point. But, <laughs> um, Dang. So you were pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. But then I took a breath and I said to Kendall, look, I said to him, look, are you just trying to, you know, run the game here? Yeah. Or is there something behind? I can't judge you. I just want to know. So once we talked about it and he gave me an answer, and I don't even remember what the answer was, I was able to kind of say, look, I'm having these feelings that you're kind of manipulating this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, you know, I have to just let you know that. Whether you answer it in a way that answers my question to my 
satisfaction or not is not important. It's just important for me to communicate to you that I'm getting that sense and I need to let you know that's not okay. So that, I think that's as close as I got to being like upset. But, but then later I saw him on the basketball court. We played basketball together. I, I, I think, you know, he's in love. I think, I think he's got a girl. He's doing great financially. You know, I've heard, I heard that too. Interesting. Was he he different then? Like in, off the show? Like, is he, or is he still that same, like very confident, like meticulous with what he says person? Pretty much. Oh, wow. And so that says to me that who he was being is authentically, look, when people are being the way that you don't understand or is foreign to you, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not authentic. It just means that you haven't met that person before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so for me, who was very emotional all the time, it was hard for me to see somebody who didn't seem to be emotional at all about any of it. Yeah. And so that was like, I was like, I don't get that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm actually going to add this question into what we were just, because it makes sense to add it in. So you were just talking about Kendall and how you had a moment. Um, How do you deal with people on the show that are edited and come off like villains like LaSalle's David Kendall Evan etc like do you ever have a moment where you're kind of like struggling with them or just kind of what you've been saying this whole time you just accept everyone for who they are even if they're like a villain or not villain quote unquote because some people love them you know yeah I listen I'm not let, let me be clear so I can answer what you're ask, actually asking so the ones who are portrayed as villains on the show yeah in other words, their story is true, but it's been heightened. Yeah, exactly. But that's not my experience of them. Because, yeah, that, I'm glad that we're asking this because when people are edited into a certain way, it, you have a different experience with them when you're filming with them. I don't see the show until you guys see it on there. Exactly. See, I don't watch so this. fascinating. No, there was no dailies to look at. It's not like. Yeah, no. Yeah. You lived and, it the same way we but lived I it. Was, but I'm going to say this on behalf of the producers as well. All right. Let's suffice it to say that all reality shows are contrived to some degree, mm-hmm. right? Some yeah. far more than others. The Bachelor yeah. looks like a scripted soap opera to me. I've yeah, never yeah, been totally. there. I don't know. But, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so in the, for instance, there have been people that were portrayed in a way that that they really felt was wrong and completely not true. Yeah. Um, Casey, uh, maybe yeah. David, right? But I'm yeah. going to say, I'm look, I'm a victim of the same sort of editing. For instance. I feel, I feel like bonfire, I know what you're going to say. And we agree. We're, we, I have a feeling we we're, all, we're all on the same page. <laughs> In a bonfire, you'll hear me say something that sounds really smart or really maybe even judgmental, but really like pointed. But what people don't know is that came with paragraphs, if not hours of qualifying to get to that point. Yeah. I didn't say you need to do da, da, da. I might've said you need to do this. And if you do this, da, 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 da. Yeah. so that's true for all of us. Now, of course, the editors are making me look fabulous and they're making you guys look like villains. Yeah. So I'm going to give you all of that. But I will say this. While you could say, I didn't say exactly that. I didn't do exactly that. Or they made me look a certain way. I got to tell you that the way that people have been made to look is pretty, cl- pretty much yeah. a spice up version of what actually, you can't make it out of nothing. Yes. Like You're, that literally, imagine if I literally like denied crying and was like, they just edited that. Like I literally like 
own that shit. Like I cried a lot and they showed it and like, I'm okay with that. Did I have fun too? Yeah. I don't but think like, cried a lot compared to some people. I, but my point is. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, a- I don't either, Aaron. I, I don't get the whole you crying all the time thing either. Like everyone. I mean, I thought it was like a healthy amount when I rewatched it, but like everyone just was like, she cries. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So look, it's a, it's an inexact science. And as I tell everybody, and I try to actually kind of give them heads up at like, before the show starts to air, I'm like checking in, like, it's going to get crazy. Just yeah, yeah. mentally prepare. But, but I have to say, while if you want to look at certain cuts and certain sound bites and certain things like that and go, well, that's just not, it is. It, it, it is. is pretty much who yeah. you are. Yeah. Or who you, who you're presenting to be. What is, uh-huh. was difficult to watch for any of us. I, I call it walking in front of the mirror. Yeah. You're out there being you, thinking you're being all authentic and real. You're all doing your thing and saying things and everybody's digging you and you're doing that in life. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you walk by a mirror and you see who you're being. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's shocking. Yeah. We're not so self-aware. We're aware of who our ego – we're aware of who our ego says we want to be or what we think we're pretending to be. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and you have your own perception of your own yeah. self. Yes. So like in your that's, mind, you may think that you're, it. yeah, like you're in your mind, you think that you're one way, but it's like, if you want to yeah. know who you really are, go get filmed 24 seven for a month on a reality show. And that's who you really are. Like maybe yeah. it's a heightened version of yourself, yeah. but what? they're editing stuff, your actions and your words that came out well, of your mouth. <laughs> like, let, let me, let me add to that. Cause you're absolutely right. That, that's who you are. That's a part of who you are. Yeah, um, yes. And there but are it, parts of who you are that are really redeeming and wonderful that you don't get to see on TV. That, that, that you is have true. to know. That so is for true. Instance, with it, and I hate to even bring his name up because it was so contentious, but I'm going to say it right here that I have a lot of love in my heart for that kid, Casey. I like him. Oh, I like Casey him from season, season two, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I really have a a deep affection for him. He's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. Right? So I understand that there are parts of him that are really, really great that you may not have seen on this television show. Yeah. And there are parts of him that weren't so terrific that he said. Yeah. That that if you qualified it because we see people, you know, being good and bad at the same time. It doesn't seem as stark. So when you see only those bites, you think you're being portrayed a certain way that's not real. And I, I'm sensitive to that. He's right. He's right. Yeah. This is one aspect, not all the aspects. Yeah. But the things that you say are the thing. What doesn't happen are Franken bites. I don't think that's real. I don't think they no. take and make no. it a sentence you didn't say. No, 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 no. What they yeah. take away possibly is the context in which you said it or a lower third underneath it saying I was way drunk or yeah. after that, I apologized all of that stuff. That right. makes sense. Exactly. You know. But they were still your words and your actions. They're just, yeah. Like unfortunately might be edited in not yep. the best way, but it's still but that, what you said. That goes to what I have theorized before when it comes to dating a reality or TV shows. If I take a guy and a girl, well, it doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. If I take two people and I put them on a couch, mm-hmm. right? We roll tape on that and air it, but there's no audio. Can't hear it. 
right? You just yeah. see them sitting. Maybe they're talking, but you can't hear it. We as the viewers will immediately project on that whether we think they should be together or not. Like that's enough of a vibe for us to make a judgment call. Yeah. Right? So yeah. people are feeling you more than you're saying. And yeah, it's manipulated. Yeah, it's yeah. not exactly you. And certainly it is a polarized version of you. And that's not fair. You're right. That's not fair. That's not how we see people in real life. We yeah. see all the colors. We're only showing black and white. Yeah. But the black was part of your spectrum. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. it's part of your spectrum. It right. didn't come right. out of nowhere. Yeah, right. exactly. And like, that's something that you have to realize when you go on TV like this. It's like, that's, that's the risk that you're taking. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like even you, Mark, you, you even said like, there were times where you didn't understand me at all or where I was coming from. And that's because that was a tiny spectrum to a much larger story, but it was still a very real part of me. Mm -hmm. Same exact well, thing. Right. I, I really don't regret anything that I said or did with you. Although, because, because I don't have the whole story, yeah. right? And people are making cases left and right. But what, what's important is whatever my experience of you was at the beginning or how the show portrayed you as it went on, a villain or not villain or how crazy or not crazy or whatever. Yeah. Is, isn't who you are fully today anyway. No, I'm a it's not who you different are. human. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> like you're just, different human. You're a 2.0. It's not different. It's just, <laughs> it's just. I don't, you know I, yeah. More. You yeah. know more. You've just, and, and you've embraced more. New and version. You are more on your own list. You are on your own list of importance. Yeah. So, you know, look, that's the whole thing. I'm not going to get them right sometimes. I'm going to, I'm going to call it wrong a lot. But yeah. if I do it authentically, then I get to be wrong. You know what I mean? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, so we're getting yes. to the end. We're getting to our we last are. few questions. This has been so nice. I feel like it's like a therapy session. I know. On our pod. We got our own for little bonfire sesh. Yes. For me or for you? I don't know. <laughs> for both. All around. <laughs> it's just been very, very refreshing. I love this. Thanks. I missed this. Right. Um. And I know we talked about this a little earlier, um, but like you have an amazing marriage and family. Um, does your wife ever give you like advice or? It like, seems like she's get, like the way that yeah. you've been talking, it seems like she's more involved than any of us ever knew. Yes. Love it. Yeah. The question, I have my headphones on, you can't hear it. The question was, does my wife ever give me advice? <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing in the back. <laughs> what, Rob? We don't call it she says, we don't call it advice. What do we Aww. call it? Well, we work stuff out with each other. We work stuff out with each other. Aww. It was our team. So, well, right? yeah, we're in it. We're in it for better or for worse. And like this morning. We're kind of like this morning. What? When I showed you the first sentence of that. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So I woke up this morning. So we, we wake up. First of all, I was already pissed because of the dog. So... <laughs> We were both a little angry because of the dog. Um, dog woke us up at five thirty. But yeah, that's one wild. of the things that we, one of the things that's a constant in my life is I wake up in the morning, no matter what our relationship is. Robbie makes me a cup of coffee, and it's I know that sounds so stupid, but it's like this love gift that is yeah, it's a it's a cute thing. I love it's that. It's a routine. Yeah, touchstone. And I don't particularly feel the need to 
reflect or read or do start my day off spiritually. I'll go right to Instagram and see yeah. if I got more followers, right? Just <laughs> completely talking. Robbie will not take a call or do anything until she's taking care of her spiritual self first. Aww. So I barely had a sip of coffee and she's showing me, was the untethered soul this morning? Yes. There's some passage in the untethered soul because... No, the first sentence. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here comes no, Lucy. First, Come on. First sentence. The first sentence of the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, that I haven't read, but see, I'm quoting it like I have because she admitted <laughs> me. <laughs> so that's, that's what our life is. Our life yeah. is, you know, Robbie, yeah, I can, I've already broken your anonymity. Robbie's sober and sponsors and is sponsored and is, her sobriety is, is a miracle and she that shared that uh-huh. miracle. And, and Good really for her. Me. Yeah, that's but It takes constant maintenance. Yeah. And whether I want it or not, I live in the house of constant fucking maintenance of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and I act like I'm this guy from South Carolina and it's all good. And it's because, because a Southern gentleman is all about bullshit. It's all about <laughs> saying sweet, nice things and gentle this is and true. all that. Yeah. And that's where I feel like I'm happiest, but that's not actually true. Like I actually like to roll up my sleeves and get into it, but I don't ask to do it. Robbie yeah. forces down my throat against my will, even when I say I don't want to hear this. She's like, yeah, but. And <laughs> I'm a better man. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. And that's what I hope for all of you guys is that you find somebody that you love to hate and hate to love as much as we love to hate and hate to love one another. Oh, yeah. my God. And love to love. I love that. And love to love. Because I can bullshit almost anybody. I can but charm almost anyone. Yeah. But not she's Robbie. seen behind the veil. She knows you. She's heard me. She sees me. Yeah. And it. And this is goes back to what we're talking about with Casey and Evan and this and that and the other. We are all as dark as all of us. Yeah. We're all as fucked up as all of us. Yep. And the difference is she's seen my crazy. I've seen her crazy. It's scary as shit. But we've seen it. We're okay with it. And you're like, we're good with it. We love each other anyways. See, uh, that's what we're all looking for. I know. Someone who seriously. can accept I our crazy. I said the guy on the basketball court where they're like going Earth's, about. This is earth school. It, Robbie calls it earth school. We're on earth school. We're on earth school. <laughs> and some days we're flunking and some days we're doing well. But I was on the basketball court and somebody seen the show and this guy came up to me, a young, good looking guy and says, how do you know there's not a better person out there for you? How do you know that this is the one you've been married all these years? And I said, look. It's a good question. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. It's nope. just a different color. <laughs> so no relationship is going to just fire up like a Ferrari and run just perfect. No, it's work. There's, well, it's work or it isn't. It's just there's we're all crazy. You just have to find the crazy you dig. Yeah. Yeah, yes. we are. Like we're all crazy, and someone's gonna love you for that, or there's gonna be different tiers of crazy. It's so true. Now, let me tell you something. If Robbie, the crazy that you're okay with. Hold on. If Robbie were just this breezy, easy chick who's like, oh, I love to watch football, and let's have some beers and hang out, or um, <laughs> you go do, you go to Vegas. It's all good. And she didn't stand up and be who she is. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be in love with her. There's no purpose for me there. Yeah, that's just an ornament. That's just like that's just somebody yes, you hang Mark. out with. Yeah, her and this. I tweeted this today. The thing you think you're hiding from the world, the thing that you've said is broken. Mm-hmm. Nobody's allowed to see this part. It's a deal breaker for other people. 
is yeah. actually the thing that gives that other person purpose. It's the thing we fall in love with. Yeah. Right? I'm so when glad I met you said Robbie, that. Yeah, so true. She was one year sober. Wow. A year and a half sober. Don't argue with me. I'm the man. But the other thing is, is that you- <laughs> <laughs> he said, don't argue with me. <laughs> she, she, I, I was going to make a point, but her point is better. Two people come together to learn lessons and help each other grow. And help each other grow. That's it. Or you're wasting your time. That's it. Facts. When I met Robbie, she cried five days out of the week and two days were cool. <laughs> right? And yeah. I needed everyone to love me, period. That was the only thing that mattered. No, you needed to rescue Well, <laughs> she said, no, you needed to rescue me. But she needed to rescue me. The point is... <laughs> Who she, easy here. Take, take that on <laughs> sister. I love this. <laughs> she's, she's giving me shit right now and it's so good. <laughs> Here's what I wish for you in relationship. How's this? When Robbie and I met 35, 37 years ago when we met, I was a version of me, this like kind of embryonic version of who I would become, but not a man. And she was this version of who she was, but not a woman. Mm-hmm. Right? And we met as children. I was 24. She was much older, 25. And, <laughs> and uh, we then had to either break up or grow up. Yeah, wow. I love Got it. Got you? Break, break up or grow up. Yeah. I, I just heard it too. It's kind of good. No, um, that is good. No, that was good. No, that might be the podcast. That might that's be our that's our title. Cool. Break up or grow up. With yes, Mark because <laughs> what happened was early on in our relationship, after we're married, I think both of us realized that we're not going to be better without one another. Yeah, it's just we might be happier for a period of time, or or, or be able to do things we're not allowed to do now. But no, we're not. We're not I just, no, I just didn't want to learn the lessons I needed to learn with anyone else. Can you hear her? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard. I heard like, that. No, I didn't want. I didn't want to learn the lessons I needed to learn with anyone else. Yeah. My point is, our point apparently is, none of it's going to be perfect. It's certainly not going to be comfortable. Yeah. And you're. She said it right. Wherever you go is where you are, and you're going to bring your shit to someone else. So yeah. You might as well find somebody you're comfortable or uncomfortable. You're you're comfortable being uncomfortable with. Like one person gets the pass to see all of you, the grossest parts of you, right? By the way, this would be a great time to do the Manscaped commercial. <laughs> We're talking I know. about the grossest parts of you. Uh, um, so it's it's in that realization where the, the lights go off and you go, I can change my place, my partner, my hair, whatever. It's not going to change my soul. Mm. And this is the one who's willing to work it out with me. And she's seen the beast and she's still down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. the beast keeps coming and going and coming and going and we do it. And it's just, it's a full contact relationship. That's how it's got to be. Wow. I, I love it. You, you guys are a very good example to a lot of people for yeah, sure. Definitely. We laugh all the time because we look like this great couple. And then people walk out of the house and we're like, fuck you, fuck you. And with them. <laughs> But no, but I think that's like that's just the shows that you guys are real. Like nothing yeah. is perfect. Like she just, you, like she's like we don't think like each other. Because <laughs> <like, 
because you guys like you said it perfectly it's a two imperfect people coming together and you guys make the decision to love each other every day and learn lessons together and that's what you guys want yeah because the alternative to that are the couples that you see that look so great and perfect all the time right yeah they look like all is good and nobody knows and you and Robbie and says nobody knows what's nobody, really going on. Yeah, but she's sleeping with the tennis instructor, and he's out for real, know, or whatever. Yeah. And the truth is, even our relationship is not devoid of just drama and trouble all the time. Yeah. 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 Robbie's just dropping bars. She's, I know. I can hear her back there. She she's said, dropping you can never knowledge. Compare, say it again. <laughs> You can't compare your insides to someone else's outsides. Mm. Right. Facts. She's. Spitting. I'm not even sure what that means. But it means you wisdom. Don't really going on to their you don't really know what's going on to their outside. You don't. Yeah, because right. lots of people put well, on a facade. Yeah, I, that's huge. Like oh. that's big with like social media too. It's like everyone right. posts that's like right. they're totally fine, and it's like it's they're really not true. The metaphor is the filter, the Instagram filter. That's the metaphor. Right? Yeah. I can make you look like you don't have zits, but we have them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So we're wrapping things up, but we have a few little questions just about kind of the future. So what do you hope for the future of TI? Like I know like you can and cannot say certain things, but in an ideal perfect world, what do you hope for the future? I, I'd like to do more. I'd like to do don't more. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to do, um, I'd like to keep growing the experience. Like I'd like to see more, uh, getting involved in what's going on emotionally with the singles, Yeah, you know, cause they're Agreed. part of the ride as well. I think there's stories to be told there. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing some version of people who've been on the show, getting their second chance to come back. Please, please. <laughs> like yeah. for the love of God, for I need redemption. God. Okay. Yeah. I need to get back out there. And freaking actually get a your, good experience. You need your victory lap is what yeah, you need. Yeah, I need yeah. my victory lap. Okay, yeah. shit. I want to yeah. date all the dudes. I want to make out with yeah. people in hot tubs. I want to yeah. get drunk. I want to yeah, fall in love. <laughs> I yeah. need my victory lap for the love of God. By the way, on the list, falling in love was like fifth. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like drunk, make out in hot make tubs. Out with dudes, I just, hot tub. <laughs> And I I'm just, all love. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe, but no, like for real, I think that would be freaking very, very fun for mm-hmm. everyone involved. It's not, not even I, just. I me. think I actually think that there's something about like I, I like that you know there are reality shows that you have a season and it just keeps going and going. Like the Kardashians, these people keep coming in and out. Yeah. I like the fact that the show ends, but relationships don't. So there's just the stories. I all the characters the, matter to me, and it's. You know, Juicy and Blake from this season are like all lovey-dovey. I know. I'd love to sit down. So I think that's a podcast for me. I think I need to have them on and see what's up with them and that talk is, about talking. That's so literally I, what I, we were going to ask you is let's talk about this podcast situation oh, because oh. we're excited for it. And what, <laughs> like, is that what you want to do? You want to bring on like Casper? <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> I'm dead. I, I, I need guidance. The well, truth is- we're he- we're here for you. <laughs> yes, and I have reached out to you actually, Case. So I know. I I know that this is what I need to do, not because I want to do it, but but people have asked me to do it. Yeah. And I and I know that if I were going to get out of my own bullshit a little bit, if I can just come clean, I love this kind of conversation where yeah, it's, it's funny fun. and not always heavy, but it's 
Yeah. And so that's what I'd like to be doing on a regular basis, like every week. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't have a sidekick in line. I don't, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know if it's just me talking. I think I'd have people like you on. I think it would be great to just start with my Temptation Island family and grow out from Def- there. Definitely. And because, and then there's things I'd like to do, like, um, you know, the problem with TV is you see one version of me, like you see introspective, thoughtful Mark, but you don't see comedy, silly Mark. You don't yeah. see Mark who likes to build shit or Mark who likes to go camping or any of that stuff. So I even play with uh, doing some sort of retreat where couples, you know, maybe five couples go with me camping. Yeah. And, that'd be and great. we just kind of like do that. And then, cause you end up sitting around and you know what I love about the reason I used to go camping when I learned how to do it was I'd like to take my family camping before school started. So they get away from the phone and I'd sit and have conversations with the kids and get quiet for a minute. I think that's yeah. really powerful. And I think that would be great for couples. You go, you play, you get in the woods, you get all the distractions like temptation. Island. You don't have the distractions at the end of the day, you're exhausted and it's warm and cozy around the fire and s'mores and yeah. drinking bourbon out of a tin cup. And then we talk about stuff. So, <laughs> Are you, you set know, on a podcast? Because if you're not, you could make that like a YouTube channel. I think I'm like, gonna, I I think I want to do all of that. I think yeah. what I have to do. Here's what I admire about YouTube. <laughs> and, th- and I got to be honest with you. You're the impetus for me to go do stuff. You too, specifically. Aw. You that's said a big deal. Let's do it. That is a big well, deal. <laughs> well, I, I, I try to let you guys know that I'm – while the role on Temptation Island appears to be kind of the teacher, I'm really the student and really grateful to have access to people far younger than I am that are peers of mine now, like feel like peers. So I, wow. I'm learning from you guys. But I, what I admire is you guys said, I want to do a podcast. You got an idea of what it was. You pulled the shit together. You didn't worry about a set or what it looks like or how it was. <laughs> you, you download a Zencaster and you, you're up and doing it. And- you're sponsored and killing it, <laughs> right? Aww. And I'm sitting here with all these followers and all these people ask me to do it. And I'm like, oh, but where would I do it? And how do you, you know, what would it be? It's like bullshit. Just do. You just so, got to do, do it. it. Thanks just for the do lesson. it and then you'll figure it out as you go. Like that's but what I think it's going to be a combination of like a weekly podcast, but I think I need to do some YouTube vloggy kind of shit. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like the camping idea. If you had like yeah. someone go around and vlog that, that would be like really cool. Super cool. I think it'd be fun too. I think people will just love seeing you just unfiltered and like yourself. Like, I think that's why people are going to love this episode because it's just, it's like the real you outside of being like the TI host, you know? And you should just show that. um, Yeah. Show that on a regular basis. So do I have to invoice you as consultants? (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought we'd be here? Isn't that wild? Like when I first met you and then it's almost four years later and now we're like doing, you're on my podcast and (laughs) that's so crazy. crazy. (laughs) I'm out of work on your podcast. Look how that works out. (laughs) Like me and Aaron met, we're on different seasons. We made a podcast and now you're our guest. Like that's wild. Like life is is insane. That's so weird. May now be the answer to what you said before. What is the moment that you're happiest about? from the show. This may be it. This is really so sweet. I know. Um, I think that kind of wraps up our questions. Aaron, do you have anything else? 
Um, I mean, I had someone ask me if you could adopt him. He's 25 <laughs> from the UK. I forgot about that. <laughs> he mentioned that he was house trained. Um, and that he <laughs> that's a plus. <laughs> I that's I've had a couple. I've had a couple of uh, people DM me say, "Would you adopt me?" And I get a lot of, uh, "Would you be my dad?" Um, and then I get a lot of, um, "Will you be my therapist?" Which I get uptight about. And then. And I'm I'm working overtime to let people know I'm not a therapist. I'm just a dude. But you know, don't. And then USA Network puts these cups out. Wait, what does it say? Oh, Mark Wahlberg is my therapist. I I'm need like, that. That too. Irresponsible. Wait, said, we need to get those. I know yeah. those are great. And then they sent this too. And I and I literally posted. I said, "Show me a picture of you wearing this," because I truly believe no one will buy this sweatshirt that says the same thing. I know I want that sweatshirt. I would buy that. I would 100 yeah. percent wear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's absurd, but <laughs> um, so anyway, I love it. Hey, break up or grow up? I think I'm gonna go with that. Break. That, that should be good. like your merch if you make merch. Break up or grow or up? Grow yeah, up. no, that's like I words already, of wisdom. I don't have the podcast, but I already have the merch idea. I wanted to have a. Uh, Merch that you know, I go by Mark L. Wahlberg because there's another yeah. dude, and I, I was gonna just make merch that says the L stands for love. Aww, you're so cute, I love it. Okay, so I think that kind of wraps up our chat today. I love it, it was funny, it was deep. We got the real tea, we got the real thoughts, we got a little background. Um, so let's chat about, this is kind of a big deal and we're stoked that Mark is on this pod for our very first official sponsored podcast. I know. Big deal for us. You guys were wearing our little manscaped shirts. So yeah, you guys, um, it's been a little over two months and we're officially sponsored by Manscaped. We're going to have a few episodes sponsored by them. So if you guys don't know what Manscaped is, it is a men's company with grooming products. However, ladies, you can get your dad things. You can get your uh-huh. man things. Mark, take it away because you're a man. <laughs> Listen, on Temptation <laughs> Island, we're at the beach and I got to take my shirt off in public. You could have used Manscaped. I've got Wifescape. Like, unfortunately, part of the journey is that there are things that I can't reach that she's got to do. Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, men, it's important to scape. And Manscaped can help you. And yes. I, uh, listen, Manscaped, hit a brother up. Because <laughs> I, can, I could use some help. Yes. 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 They have all sorts of products, you yes. guys. They have grooming products. They have T-shirts. They have boxer briefs. Um, mm-hmm. The two things that right. me and Aaron have been messing around with is uh, me and Aaron. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it, but fuck it. We're honest. Oh, we're oh, stoked oh. about their nose trimmers, okay? okay. We're women. We're going to use the nose trimmers. Like, that's the thing. I need to be honest. Yes, Manscaped has the word man in it. I get it. But, like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, I'm we're using this it. shit. I'm using this. I literally opened let's- up that <laughs> – Let's just put let's just take gender out of it because right? um, I need the nose trimmer from Manscaped. Yeah, literally. And, but I also use Robbie's secret deodorant. So just like <laughs> see do we really yes. have to make it girls and guys? I don't it's think gender so. neutral, man, because I've been is. using the shit out of those nose trimmers. Dude, <laughs> Come I on. 
I'm not kidding. I got like actually excited when I saw that. I like messaged Casey. I was like, I'm literally Same. going to trim my nose hairs right now. Listen, <laughs> and you young, you young men out there who look, you know, muscly and prepubescent, as you get older, the need for scaping becomes greater. Okay, Stay I'm in on prime manscaped years right now. <laughs> I need a team of manscaped team. products. Simply to it. appear on a podcast. We, we got, got it. it. Mark some products. Yeah. Got, got it for you. you. But so you yeah. folks listening, buy the Manscaped stuff. Support the company. You need to not – you can't have no search. You can't have errant no. stuff. You need no, to take man. care of your skin. You need to wear the stuff. Yeah. It's a hot girl and a hot man summer. Let's yep. get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you guys, you can go check out Manscaped. Um, the Our code is tempting. T-E-M-P-T-I-N-G, tempting, 20% off and free shipping. Do it before Father's Day. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it. We're stoked. We're proud of us. And I think that's all for today. As usual, let's um, follow us on our Instagram at It's Tempting Pod. If you guys have any questions, concerns, want to sponsor us, our email is It's Tempting Pod at gmail.com. Um, go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us a like, give us a follow, give us five star reviews. We love all of it. And anything else, you two? Um, Thank you, Matt. Okay, so thank you, Mark, so much for coming on here. It you have no idea how much it means to us, and yeah, we're forever thankful, and we can't wait till we get to talk to you on your podcast one day. Hopefully, I can't soon. wait either. I can't wait for you to bring your dual clout to my platform. <laughs> we'll come together. <laughs> All right, very good. Love it. All righty, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Tempting Pod. Bye. Bye. Love you.